0: Exton Moss Experiment. Adventures in wine and space with Simon Exton and Ken Moss. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of the Exton Moss Experiment. I'm Ken Moss. I'm Simon Exton. And last time we rolled the bones, we picked Death to the Daleks.
1: Should sure, that red light be flashing? Ah! What is it, Doctor? What's happening? I'm not sure I'll cut in the emergency units. Ah! Listen. Can't hear anything. Yes, exactly. Somehow I'm emanating from this planet to stop the energy banks. You mean that we're stuck here forever? Yes. The Exelons took us by surprise right after we landed. A military expedition? MSC. Master of Science? Marine Space Corps. The outer worlds are being ravaged by a disease. The colonists are dying in their thousands. The Earth creatures are to be exterminated. Fire at my
0: command! Wait a minute, wait, you can't! Circle extermination! Fire, fire, fire! Weapons will malfunction, total power failure in Daleks without the power to kill.
1: I think our best interest will be served by joining forces. The truce exists between our party and yours. Don't trust them. Don't you trust them an inch? Substitute weaponry functioning satisfactorily. Uh-huh. We will proceed immediately. Locate the enemy. We've walked into a trap. Take cover! What are you doing with
0: her? She is to be sacrificed. This planet is now under Dalek control. Those who resist will be exterminated. We are powerless to stop them. You must stay silent or you will destroy us all. It is beyond our power to help him now. Now, I haven't seen this for... It's got to be the best part of 30 years. Oh, blimey. I don't remember being particularly blown away by it. This whole random thing, I think, is a great way of picking Doctor Who.
1: Yeah, because we've tended to go for favourites or particular reasons for watching things. So we did birthday episodes. We did The Demons because we really enjoyed it. We did Rose because it was the the first one. that It was the one mm. where we met and a few others like that, but mainly just ones that we enjoy. And there are a whole load of Doctor Who stories that we would probably never think about watching.
0: It, that is um, true. Without
1: some sort of random thing, and we we tried to bring that in. We were thinking about um, each nominating an underappreciated Doctor mm. Who story, and um, we we've done summers in memoriams, but having a a completely random story. I mean, we could end up watching Love and Monsters at some
0: point. Oh is- God! But anything from the current crop of thirteenth Doctor stories,
1: right? So. As always, before we start watching anything...
0: I'll get out the tonic screwdriver for the gin review. What have we got for tonight?
1: Tonight we have a lovely, lovely gin called Devil's Staircase. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, this is a Scottish gin, and I came across it um, when I was at the gin school at the Lochleven Hotel. And the gin that I was involved in making, we reviewed ahead of the Macro This is their in-house gin, which is made with Scottish botanicals. And I think it's lovely.
0: And on the flip side of the coin, no, it's got... We did it's, a Scottish gin a little while ago, and it, was, it had that whiskey undertone. And this, I'm afraid, for me... Has got the same quite peaty? Is that the word undertone? Um, and I, I'm not I, keen.
1: I think this is piney rather than peaty. Um, yeah,
0: I'll give you. Yes, I will give you that. Yeah,
1: which I really like. I, I think this is a very clear and easy five out of five.
0: No, I'm very desperate on this. too. Right, we I'll hand you. it over. Entrée. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's just too strong for me. It's it's verging. Into real strong spirit territory, and I don't really do. That. No, I,
1: I I think this is absolutely lovely. It has that sort of tingly aftertaste that that I quite like. It you do, has, yeah, you do like that, it. Has yeah. that? It has a strong peaty flavour. It's not just a. A carrier vehicle for alcohol. It's a, a, really, <laughs> it's a real smack you round the head gin taste, and I, I really, really like this. Do
0: you know? I love these recording sessions because when you go home, we only we record once every couple of months, and it tends to be a a booze-filled weekend. We've had a nice bottle of red with uh, some baked camembert for lunch, and now we're, of course we're reviewing gins. But I don't get this sort of review with my other drinking partners. <laughs>
1: They didn't talk, talk about tea afternoons.
0: No, they, I just got a, a, a nice, raw, unadulterated, honest review. So, what, what's your? How many Bernards? How many Bernards? Two. It's just just the two from me. Yes, I will. I will gladly hand it over. Can we can we walk downstairs into the vault and open the door? What's your choice? What are you pulling out of the black archive? Kind of?
1: I'm going to pull a piece of lost 1970s ITV television called The Adventures of Don Quick, a sci-fi adventure series, space opera-ish, starring Ian Hendry as Don Quick, and he has a sidekick called uh, Sam Scherpanzer.
0: Oh, Oh, that's appalling. (laughs) It is a
1: space-age version of Don Quixote. it is re- the first episode exists. I, I saw it years ago. It is wonderfully entertaining. Unfortunately, the rest of the episodes don't exist, so that's what I would like out of the Black Archive.
0: Uh, mine is a little... <laughs> done quick. Mine is something that I've been after for a little while. Uh, it's Dixon of Dot Green. Now, this is the 1960s police series. Every uh, episode began with Dixon saying evening all uh, even made it as far as being a bingo call, PC49 and it was a very homely police series, the like of which you would never ever see today the scant fragments that remain, the vast vast majority of it is wiped there's there's hardly anything
1: well um, of the black and white stuff I mean I I think quite a bit of the colour survives doesn't it
0: uh, there's more of the colour, but the uh, you just it, look at the it, list. It went
1: on for 20 years or something, oh, not it?
0: I don't think it was that long, but it was a long time, it was. But those examples, it's like a bit like Coronation Street. Those peering into the black and white era of television, that sort of homely TV, I find really comforting. About the, a zombie? And I'd love to... Because the very first, the, the whole of the first series is missing. Uh, most of uh, of the rest of the black and white stuff is missing. Probably the odd example. I would love to see that again. Yeah. The reason I said... Uh, zombie. So I'm, I'm sure I knew that you would get to it Some
1: <laughs> Is that it's a spin-off from a, a really good British black and white film called <laughs> The Blue Lamp. <laughs> in which PC George Dixon is killed... And for whatever reason, they decided to bring this dead character back to life, as Dixon of Doc Green so. <laughs>
0: Right. Leaving zombies behind, let's turn out the light, shut the vault door, and go and watch some Doctor Who.
1: And as always, we'll be doing full commentaries for episodes one and four, and a pre C for episodes two and three.
0: Yes. So without further ado, Ron VT.
1: classic Nation back in a quarry
0: same so quarry they filled us. Destiny of the Daleks and Caves of you know, it.
1: The poor fella came stumbling towards the screen and I just ex- expected him to say it's
0: <laughs> I'm a bit Monty Python but <laughs> oh
1: oh what have they made aware what did
0: But that console room I mean, is very
1: dull. So, Shall we be charitable and say that outfit of hers was probably fashionable at the time?
0: Yes. It must be said that that title sequence is probably my favourite of the 70s. But I actually prefer that one to the Tom Baker one.
1: No, I, I love the Tom Baker one.
0: That whole doctor-shaped corridor and the the slit scan tunnel at the beginning—I think really works.
1: It it does work. I prefer the Tom Baker version, but that's probably because that's the one that I grew up with. So this is the this is still the original green console.
0: I'm just trying to work out whether that is the original console because by this point I'm fairly sure it has been replaced.
1: But it's green. It is green. So it must date back to the black and white. Well, you'd think so,
0: but, but that's not the original rotor. And the panels don't look. Yeah, you see, I, I thought we'd gone
1: beyond the original console by this point.
0: but I thought the last appearance of the original console was in Inferno. Normally
1: this door is power-operated, we'll to by hand.
0: So it's got the handle of a starter motor. Yeah.
1: So, presumably, without the power to the console, they can't tell whether it's poisonous or not. Take a chance. Yeah, it's not like there are loads of worlds with poisonous atmospheres. Well. No. It's, no. <coughs> it's fine for him to be sarky to people.
0: It doesn't really make an awful lot of sense. The interior of the TARDIS is in another dimension, so why would anything affect it?
1: Well, if we were going to go, going to make that argument, they'd all have um, died of thirst in Marco Polo. So the whole rest of the series would be fairly moot. I, I know. She has horrible shoes to go with the horrible outfit. (laughs) He's not scoring well on drag queen points so far. Don't be so ridiculous. Of course he will. That's what happens. Been in the TARDIS more than 30 seconds. You should realise that.
0: Eddie Isai did a wonderful whole sketch sequence on Doctor Who. Just basically step out of the TARDIS for 10 seconds. Oh God, I've been captured. Doctor, I'll just go and get captured.
1: They did make Sarah wear some horrible clothing. Yeah,
0: but should. Oh, look at that yellow and brown lilo. What a dream.
1: I'm not sure dream is the word you're looking for. It's not often you see this much aerial shooting. The incidental music is very This is Doctor Who in the 70s. Why have
0: they got her wearing a primary school teacher's outfit?
1: Nicely done. The only sort of te- technology they've found that so far that works, and she chucks it away.
0: Does that Exelon
1: ever leave the TARDIS?
0: I don't know.
1: So is there some poor freaked out little Exelon still wandering around in the TARDIS? And actually the poor Exelon, so we think Sarah got over ordeal with her costume. It does seem to be you can have the brown rags, or the beige rags. Hello, Father, would you like the brown or the beige? That's a little violent. It
0: could, could have, have it. just wanted to say hello. It could have been the doctor in a rag.
1: She just clubbed him unconscious. And now she's going to open the door onto him. Titus floor is
0: filthy. Is it? I am just looking at that. Around the last ten minutes have been remarkably devoid of dialogue.
1: It does kind of remind me of something that covered in the whole great pile of rags. It'll come back to me what it is.
0: Is it not one of the Mewtos or something? No. Terry Nation does have a habit of covering things in rags and cloths.
1: I don't think it's a Doctor Who thing. Because of the way they stumble along, it's a little bit like a Vorlon, but. A what? A Vorlon from Babylon 5.
0: Never watched Babylon 5. Uh, I know.
1: It's very good. It, take, it takes a few episodes to, get, to really get into, but by half a dozen episodes in, you'll be hooked.
0: Now that's a nice that's shot. That's a
1: nice shot. The yeah. City
0: of the Exelon's lit up with that beacon thing and Sarah looking at it.
1: Actually, the City of the Exelon's is really nice model work. It's a bit green. But
0: Shows it better in black and white. Hmm.
1: Except this is a colour story.
0: I know. Do you know there are still there's still 17% of all television licenses are black and white? 17? 17.
1: Is that because people know they can get them for cheaper and nobody is ever going to check?
0: You'd think they'd have better things to do than check, really, I suppose.
1: This would have been about the time that they were putting out all the adverts about TV detector vans. They'd not be allowed to do that these days, would they? Because it was a massive con.
0: Yeah, it was. Oh, it's Dingy. Go on. He played Victor Caroon
1: in the TV version of the Question Master. Oh, is it? Right.
0: We're now 15 minutes in. We've had a good 10 minutes at least. Without any dialogue of any kind, Crofton Sarah's screams.
1: And he—he he, he was also the film version of Sladden, Quakemas in the Pit. I know we haven't done the, the haven't films yet. We haven't done the films yet. yet. No. But yeah, he was Karun, the surviving, surviving astronaut. It's all right, Peter. And that was in the TV version.
0: I'm sorry, perhaps you ought to introduce ourselves. That's John Avonieri. It is. And that's He—he
1: w- he was Dalek invasion Earth, mm-hmm. wasn't
0: he? Yeah, oh, I don't right. know. I only remember him as you know, Rimmer's dad and, yeah, in Red, Red Dwarf
1: the excellent
0: scenery night creatures. We don't see much of them during the day, just so long as she didn't go up that the city of that. She's bonny, but very familiar. It's seen her before. Visual
1: fire. I can't think of anything else she's been in, but she's she's got a look of somebody else about her. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and... Again, the, the Exelon City set looks very nice as well, doesn't it?
0: These flashing symbols in the wall, yeah, very. it's nicely done. I see, he's gone for the beige
1: racks.
0: Incidental music for this was composed by Carey Blyton and performed by the London Saxophone Quartet, which explains a lot. Uh, This is one of two third Doctor serials, the other being The Claws of Axos, to still have 90 Minute Pal studio recording tape. What do you want it for? Oh man, where have you been hiding? It's difficult to take
1: seriously when they're saying
0: perineum. It is perineum. They're in search of the perineum. Hmm.
1: It's not generally difficult to find. I
0: don't Galloway, isn't it? Yes, so, yeah. So yeah. On,
1: None of them have had time to shave, but she's had time to put eyeshadow on.
0: Yeah. Yeah see, he's doing all the work on this expedition. Oh,
1: there's somebody in red rags.
0: If you were in Star Trek, mate, you'd be the first to go. It's
1: a horrible dress. I'm not sure it's that horrible a dress, but. Mm. his hair disappears with CSO doesn't it? <laughs> oh the yellow lighting inside the Dalek sorcery is unusual.
0: Not the most dramatic music I've ever heard.
1: Duncan Lament.
0: Or Lamont, probably.
1: Uh, Terror of the Zygons, Nurse Lament was Lament, wasn't she, rather than Lamont?
0: Was she? I think so. I wonder why Carrie... uh... And his saxophone quartet were not brought back for more incidental music. Probably a bit expensive. Okay, episode one. Um, my memories of it are so far proving accurate. I thought it was a bit dull when I watched it when I was a teenager. That's not gripped me at all, I'm sorry to say.
1: Uh, See, I'm rather enjoying it. It's not the best Doctor Who story I've ever seen, but we knew that going into it. Mm. Um, It's cracking on a pace.
0: Uh, You see, I don't think it is cracking on a pace. We don't know anything. Half of that episode, nothing happened. It was running in and out of the TARDIS and... Uh, Wandering around a sand dune and then...
1: Well, I I think that's a little bit unfair. We know all about the interruption to the power supply. We know about the alien city. We know that there are aliens in rags. We know that (laughs) that there's a priest with red rags.
0: We know stuff. We know stuff and we drink. That's what we do.
1: Yeah, if you're wanting it to be, I don't know, Pyramids of Past or something like that,
0: clearly it Mm.
1: But it's entertaining enough. It does the job.
0: (laughs) I'd still rather watch this than one of Jodie Whittaker's.
1: We could put some more Tomorrow People on.
0: No, I'd still rather watch Jodie Whittaker than the Tomorrow People after that last abomination.
1: Man for Emily.
0: (sighs) Which would have been made roughly the same time as this, wouldn't it? 73, this, so that's... Mm,
1: I think Man for Emily would have been about 75 because Ace of Wands was... Seventy, seventy-one, seventy-two. So tomorrow people start started seventy-three, and a man for Emily is third season tomorrow people. So that would have been about seventy-five.
0: Yeah, that was truly dreadful, and this is not truly dreadful. Um, no, there's not a right lot. So the first episode, as first episodes go, yeah, it's a bit slow. It's, but... it's a bit slow. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, we just watched episodes two and three. I'm still not on fire with it. In fact, if anything, it's losing me a little bit. (sighs) Give us a rundown of what it is and then let us know your thoughts. Okay. The the pricey of
1: uh, episodes two and three, the Daleks try to fire on the Doctor and the the Earth Party, realise that their guns don't work, so the two groups form a a fairly uneasy alliance. And then they're captured by the, the Exelons and go along to their temple where they find Sarah. In the meantime, the Daleks are experimenting and find out that if they use bullets, they can have weaponry that Mm. fires. In the the temple, they discover their commanding officer who, before he dies, uh, tells Galloway that the younger officer should take command. Galloway pretends not to hear this, so he carries on in command. The Daleks with guns turn up, and so everything ends up under Dalek control, and the Doctrine Sarah... Escape by running down a corridor. Uh, a a side
0: of, passage, isn't
1: uh, it? Jumped down into a pit and then yeah, down, a, yeah. down a passageway. Um, and then realised that the whole point of the sacrifice ceremony that Sarah was going through was to force her down this, this pit. So they basically done what they wanted. Um, and they discover a part of the defence mechanisms of the city. They also discover an underground group of excellence who are, rather than worshipping the city, trying to find a way to destroy it. And the, the Doctor spends time with uh, with one called Belal. Mm-hmm. Sarah rejoins the Earth group. The Doctor and Belal go to uh, have a look at the city, end up being able to find the, their way in um, by following a, a, a series of puzzles on the outside and end up in a room full of skeletons and realise that they've been... They've done what other people before have, d- have mm. done them and, and solved the first puzzle, but then weren't able to solve the next puzzle. So they solve another cu- couple of puzzles and then end up at a checkerboard thing on the, uh, in red and white on the floor.
0: It's the second one we found today, yes.
1: Because yeah. we saw the five doctors earlier. The Daleks, meanwhile, are forcing the Exelons to
0: mine Perineum. Perineum, yes. Mine the Perineum. <laughs> Oh, perineum how did that snip through
1: uh, but uh, shall we crack well, on we've
0: got, yeah we'll crack. we'll crack on with episode 4 and see how this exciting adventure with the Daleks finishes
1: it does look good
0: it does um, I've, I've actually- got to give credit to Bernard Lodge for this it's a wonderful yeah. sequence
1: I, I just prefer the Tom Baker version of it. Apparently that poor this poor mask wasn't made to measure, which is why it looks the way that it does. But also he couldn't see properly out of it. You see,
0: no, no coins. Tell me, the new I, I want you to do exactly what I do. doctor got wellies on. Oh, I have wellies wellies. I think it's just he's um, had that all the way through. It's just not every shot shows it. It's covered in mud from the. Oh yeah, yeah. Really I, I realise it. that, but I think under the mud, are wellies. The very posh wellies, though. Well, one would expect nothing less. Not, not from the Petrie Doctor. What is this saxophone music and clarinets? It's just a bit odd. Right, jump. Good. Well, was that really
1: necessary, Doctor? There you go. So the electric right. light effect wasn't new for the Five Doctors Special Edition.
0: So, but for all the power outage, the uh, electric shock machine works in the Exelon City.
1: They're not going to out their own power. So, presumably polystyrene um, insulates from the effect of the beacon. It's awful, that whole alert-alert thing just makes me think of (laughs) that TV awful. You know the gay Daleks.
0: Oh yes. 7, I'm afraid I do.
1: We Were we not a fan?
0: A little pure for my tastes. This evidence suggests that city is indestructible. Proceed. Now that's a bit of a leap of faith.
1: I don't really get what aspect of this is looking like a living thing. Yeah. How come she's so pleased to see it, seeing as they spend a grand total of no time together? I don't know. How much of perineum have
0: you found? How much of my perineum have you found? More, More than, than enough. enough. More <laughs> than <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> we have to find somewhere way of getting it aboard your ship. With the Daleks standing guarding ours, we've got to try somehow. The Daleks are guarding her perineum. Bound to be safe then? <laughs>
1: There you go. Go and try in the hypnotising corner.
0: Hello, don't! Hello! Remember why we came to this city? Do you feel ready to go on? No, but we must.
1: So they're just leaving the gun behind?
0: Might be useful.
1: It is a nice model shot, isn't it?
0: Mmm. We're safe
1: now. Well, it yeah, we
0: should
1: sure. put money on that. idea why the city should be testing us in this way. What do you mean? They could have destroyed us dozens of times. And actually, the, the tests in this are <laughs> more sensible tests than the ones in Pyramids of Mars. Yes, they are. But doing a different job, really, aren't mm. they? Because the ones in Pyramids of Mars are designed to keep people out, whereas this is designed to let people of enough intelligence through. That's, that's, that's quite freaky and not particularly good for any epileptics in the audience.
0: It's not good for any non-epileptics in the audience. Oh Christ.
1: So that, that's a really complicated shot. Because mm. it's a camera feed.
0: A mirror-on shot and a...
1: And a flashing light thing mm. and a colour overlay. Now, how come that door materialises rather than sliding up open, like the previous like ones all the others. You can see the zip on his bum.
0: The Zontaran in rags has just disappeared.
1: So, he, he's been there for a while, presumably. Oh, look, it's ORAC. It is ORAC. The city
0: defies all attempts
1: to destroy it. Whacking great circuit boards, aren't they? So then, 1973? No. seventy uh, three, yeah. 73, yeah. They got got up to the top of that thing very quickly mm. it seems quite flimsy it's a little bit of a surprise that it needs two bots.
0: <laughs>
1: what's that gantry thing behind them so they haven't slept all night they've just stumbled about mumbling
0: <laughs> That's a bit extreme my god
1: what a drama queen this bit um yeah, it's somewhat over the
0: top in for a dalek quite nice makeup on those
1: um Hemavort. i was going to say it's a bit himavori it's kind of half Hemovore, half Eldred. Mm.
0: To be fair, I've never seen anyone get all of Dalek and rag it about before. But there's
1: only one of them left that's got a, um,
0: a gun.
1: Were those trousers meant for somebody else? Because they're very short.
0: <laughs> Maybe his cat's died. Both of them.
1: Well, because Galloway's trousers aren't too short.
0: They're not too well cut, either. They've even got the same outdoor sound effects as for Androzani Minor.
1: Maybe it's the same planet. Why? Maybe the living city is.
0: What the, the caves <laughs> of Andros <laughs> Yeah,
1: maybe the living city is Timmins' master plan. Just come from the Mission
0: Ship. Three, two, one. Oh,
1: it's back to daytime again.
0: I think i got Star Trek insignias turning sideways on the uniforms. <laughs>
1: they- not notice that they're missing Obviously someone. Why don't you get on with it? It is not necessary.
0: We have all the perennium we need. With it we can force the space powers to accede to our demands. We want to force the other powers to do what they want by abusing their perinea. The the no, by the withholding planet.
1: the perinea. I mean, Galloway can't possibly have heard that. All he's
0: just done is warn the Daleks that there's a bomb on board. Sounds like Mr Spoon's spaceship taking off. Um, They're off to colonise Button Moon. It's
1: It's entirely possible that commander made the right decision by not promoting him to command. (laughs) He does that kind of (laughs) thing. (laughs) That Dalek control panel did look like
0: a kid's playset. It did. It, it looked like something out of Mooncat. Poor Victor Caroon. He doesn't have a good... Uh, He's not got a good life expectancy. <laughs> he doesn't
1: mm-hmm. have a track record, good track record with spaceships, mm. does he?
0: Didn't hear his last words, but you think it was... quite A mess? I mean, you know it's just melting poly- polystyrene because they've sprayed acetone onto it, but mm. it's
1: actually a really nice effect. It is. rather pity, a way. No. Now the universe is down to 699,
0: wonders. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd love to love it more, but I don't. It's, uh... it It's, a. Uh it's
1: a safe comfortable also ran
0: it's comfortably the least favourite of my Pertwee Dalek stories
1: are we including Frontier as a Dalek story
0: I love Frontier in Space but yeah we'll include that as well
1: actually I haven't seen Frontier in Space in
0: I think it's a really good story
1: So I'd probably have to see that again to make a a fair judgment. I thought that was okay.
0: It was was an anticlimax at the end. I
1: didn't think it was that much of an anticlimax. It was a big exploding spaceship. A melting city. What more do you want? Whistles and bells. Blood. There's plenty of blood in
0: <laughs> no, it. I can't put my finger on what exactly it was that I don't like, but the story sludged along. It was almost if anything, it was almost as if there was too much story for the story to tell. You had the Earth Colonists, the Daleks, the Exilons, and the Doctor and Sarah in there, and they all had their own stories to tell, their own perspective mm. of the scenario, and none of them actually got to tell it in full. Maybe I'm doing it a disservice, but that's how I felt.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can see what you mean. It's not the most exciting story. Mm. I, I enjoyed watching it. I was in, engaged with it. Throughout all of it, and throughout the commentary we were doing for one and four, there were big chunks where we were just watching the screen. That is true. And you don't do, you don't do that if you're not engaged with the you screen. No, and we've said at. this
0: many times before, with um, particularly during Trout and stuff, where me and you are supposed to be running commentary. So on the first and last episodes, we've just been agog. Uh, what's going on on the screen.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we did the, the moon base this morning, yeah. and there are big chunks where we're just so caught up in what's going on. And there were big chunks of this, and it's not a wildly exciting story, but it's not a, it's not a dull story either. It's just a bit also round. Yeah, a bit
0: meh.
1: A bit meh. But they, the sets were very nice. Um,
0: it was well-designed and well-built, yes. Uh, the music was bizarre. Did not fit the Daleks at all.
1: Yeah, but the the whole working your way through the city the the city itself was a bit all a bit bland and corridory. Um,
0: yeah. So yeah, uh, on on the whole, all right. But I suppose really we better um, having been on the edge of our seats for seconds, we, we should really roll the dice. No, we have somebody to talk to first. Oh, of course. I keep forgetting Siri. We need to talk
1: to Siri. I am Persian. Name your
0: price. Siri van
1: Siri's going to be disappointed in this, I have to say. Yeah. She's not going to be a fan because it's fairly low in the drag queen index stakes. We've got a lot of rags. We've got uniforms which flatter no one.
0: And blue eyeshadow, and that's about it.
1: And whatever Sarah is wearing.
0: So it's very low on the index, I'd give it a one. There's very little that's draggy about.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm sorry, it, it's, it's a one Olvia.
0: Yeah, one out of five Olvias in, in terms of the drag queen index. Death to the Daleks, you get away lightly.
1: Yes. Sorry, Siri. She's going
0: to be disappointed. She's going to be disappointed, even, even if she is Persian, You're not a homosexual. The The Corridor People has so much to answer for.
1: It's great. Oh,
0: it's it's having a lasting impact. Let's put it that way.
1: Now, would you prefer to watch The Corridor People again or A Man for Emily again?
0: Jesus, that's like asking me if I want to chop my left or right bollock off. (laughs) Roll the bones. What is the next Doctor Who story we'll be watching in a podcast? resurrection of the daleks oh oh i'm rather fond of that right that's that's worked out rather well right well thank you very much for listening as ever everybody there are an increasing number of you month on month uh next time will be a non-who but for now i'll sign off thank you very much and goodbye The Exton-Moss Experiment featured Simon Exton and Ken Moss. All featured soundtracks are the property of their respective producers and no infringement of copyright is intended. Title music was performed by the BBC Symphony Orchestra and the programme was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.